0: purple as it could like it looks pretty natural but in like face-to-face life it's pretty purple
1: we're like so bright we're like a the start oh, of it's gonna a be rainbow. so much fun to like
0: on Saturday
1: uh this which, past Saturday this
0: past Saturday <laughs> going back in time it's gonna be so fun it is um I look a little gothic uh in a like a fun purpley way so that's yeah, super fun all, for me you're
1: teetering the line of it like a pastel goth teetering yeah. During- <laughs> Uh, so. uh, yeah. And I went blue, um, because I was like, should I go like darker since it's going to be fall soon? And I was like, well, yeah, I definitely should. But dark to me is <laughs> still these I think weird this colors. Looks really,
0: no, you're definitely and look at my nails. Guess, it's like pastel goth. Oh, they look gorgeous. Mine look like crap right now because, uh, they look like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I just couldn't resist this lime green nail polish oh. and I was like I have to have it I have to have look it gorgeous Ooh, yes. I like
0: that if I'm like this direction you can see like my art wall. art yeah. yeah
1: I changed locations since the last time like, I see this are I was you just, just like yeah I was over there now I'm over here but there's a reason for it and I don't know if I should tell you now I mean you know but they don't know
0: okay well let's do go I ahead wait? and tell them where they are
1: okay we'll do that first <laughs> In case you didn't know what you clicked on, this is Revolution Rosies. Hi, guys. Hi, I'm Vivian Vega. I'm
0: Betty Leroux, Uh, and we're excited to
1: chit-chat with you today. Yeah, season four. I have a hefty story. Oh,
0: I'm excited. I'm hefty. excited. Hefty. Yeah.
1: It was um, uh, recommended, actually, by mm-hmm. somebody, um, so that's a great start. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll get into that in a bit. However, I have news that you know that nobody else knows. Yeah. Well, I'm... I mean, like my family knows, but yeah. <laughs> Um, so to our listeners, I moved locations because over there is going to soon be a crib because I am the pregnant one <laughs> this season. <laughs> I only like what's in the water of this podcast. I'm serious. There's only two of us, so I think the odds are good. But um yeah, it's uh it was a shock to to me because our oldest is gonna be nine next month. So um <laughs> I was well, not ready.
0: <laughs> well, you know what, though? Danae and I are eight years apart. Becky and I are eight years apart. And we are, I mean, like, look how close I am with yeah, my sisters. Absolutely. So it's, I mean, like, you might be different generations, but you can still be, like, really close. Yes. So, yeah. I um, love that.
1: Thank you. That gives me yeah. hope. But he's really hey, look excited. And- Danae and Becky are 16 years apart, and they're
0: still close. Oh,
1: that's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's amazing. But, um, yeah, it's going to be an adventure. Pregnancy in the thirties is way different than pregnancy in the twenties.
0: Oh, it is. It's terrible. Well, I don't know about pregnancy in the twenties, but it pregnancy. Breeze.
1: I mean, I was like walking in New York city. Like there was nothing. I was like, do, 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 do. And now I'm like fine. waking up every morning. I'm like, Oh,
0: fuck this again, Oh God. Yeah. I remember almost crying. Just be like, it's never going to end. I'm never going to feel better. This is going to be my whole life. And I hate it. Yeah. It's been, it was terrible. I,
1: I'm more tired than sick at this point, but I was so sick. Yeah. Anyways, so that's my news. Um, I mean, I have a news story just as well. So excited! But,
0: um, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> so my news is not as exciting, but it is kind of relevant and fun. And the screen just went red right on Mikey's computer, so like I have red on me now.
1: <laughs> you're like you're in the uh, back room of Max's Kansas City.
0: You've got red on you. Um, anyways, so uh, I was asked uh, by my coding uh, boot camp, the True Coders to speak at their graduation tomorrow. And I am the first female graduate they've uh, asked to come back and speak at a graduation.
1: Oh my gosh, that is so wonderful. Congratulations. I thought that was super fun and
0: super exciting. Um, And then I'm also being considered for um, the... what would be like an excellent, uh, like an excellent situation for me? It's a uh, soft, like an early career software programming um, uh, program through JPMorgan Chase that are for people like me uh, who are just starting off in software development. Um, it's a two-year program and I'm being considered for that too. So I got Man, two really great
1: news this week. That is amazing. Yeah. Have so you I've ever heard. thought about working for uh, the school? <laughs> it seems um, like they really I,
0: like you. I know. I've been like dropping hints. Uh, I did tell you that I like got back to them and was like, hey, I'm the only one that graduated. Yeah. How can I help you get more graduates? So uh, I'm still really connected with them. So I don't know, maybe uh, maybe not like a job with them, but I'd really like to have, you know, see them do great things, and and see yeah. more women in coding in
1: general. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, but congratulations! Yeah. I'm so proud I'm very of you.
0: excited. Um, but yeah, that's one of the reasons why I'm like, okay, it's not that purple, not because true coders would mind, but I have like a a corporate
1: business thing I have to do tomorrow morning, and I wanted to make sure
0: that I wasn't like.
1: So I have a news story. It's going to be brief, okay, but mighty. I think it's been big news um lately and I'm sure it's still going to be like talked about when this releases but um Simone Biles the Olympian yeah so um she took a break from the finals event in the Olympics I am not a sports person Mm -hmm. I will start by saying this I know nothing about what that means because they're still going with the Olympics so it wasn't technically the fine I was confused but it's a big deal. Yes. Um, so she took a break um, for her mental and physical well being, which has uh-huh. never been done before. No. Should it have been? Yeah. yeah.
0: 100%. <laughs> it definitely yeah. should have been done. Um, a lot of like, there's been multiple athletes whose
1: uh, careers ended at the Olympics. Yeah. Well, um, I just read a story about a woman who I think she was from Russia. I'm not sure where I could totally be wrong, but she was also a gymnast and she broke her leg and her trainer was like, you can, I mean, do your physical therapy, but you don't need that cast on as long as they say they took her freaking cast off, got her back into training, took her to the Olympics. She fell, she got paralyzed at the age of like 18 and then she mm-hmm. died when she was 40 something because of the complication she suffered from,
0: yeah oh no i mean like you know you see all sorts of people saying shit about it but i've seen so much more support support yes for her than i thought i would and yes. from people i didn't think i would see it from so yeah. it was i mean it's been really great like the reception has been really great yeah but yeah it needed to happen and it needed yeah. to be said they're not just like i mean like literally people's careers have ended because they've yes. pushed been pushed too hard at the Olympics. Like she's yeah. that
1: girl's not the she's only speaking one speaking for people a- who have these issues. And we're not even on the Olympic level. You know, oh, it's, yeah. if you're mentally drained, if you're physically drained, mm-hmm. how are you supposed to perform for a big giant audience, let alone like your family? How are you well, also supposed just to- think about like
0: gymnast, the amount of like, and, and I mean, any Olympian, but the amount of like physical strain they put on mm-hmm. their body and mental strain that has to be there. Like I can't even well, imagine. Well you know she was
1: part of the um collective that came up during the um I don't remember this shit bag's name, but the um physician like the physical trainer <gasps> yeah, that yeah. was oh. molesting all of the Olympians. Yeah. I so was she one of them? I didn't Yeah, know that. I I read that somewhere. I okay. could be wrong, but I read I did read that um on an article that uh, was talking about her mental health and stuff and so it's like not only is she like I mean she could have been just training at the time you know with them because you know she's fucking skilled so she's probably been doing this shit for a hundred years she's some sort of witch or something I don't know but she's amazing and she deserves a break like yeah yeah but um so that's I'm applauding Simone Biles for taking a break when she freaking needed it because absolutely it's
0: um something that i'm trying to convince myself and it's something that i like preach to other people where i'm just like give yourself grace yes give yourself grace you know um if you need to stop and and take a bubble bath and relax and you know like i know bubble bath doesn't really solve everything but in in terms of what I'm saying, like just stop and take a breather, do that. You need to give yourself grace. We don't, we don't often allow that to ourselves. We allow it for other people. Mm -hmm. We encourage it for other people. Um, we support other people in doing it, but we don't often allow that for ourselves. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. 100%. So as you know, we have been doing ad space for women owned businesses Mm -hmm. and we've got two more to share with you during this podcast. The first one is going to be Austin and company. It's A-U-S-T-E-N. Um, not like the city of Austin, but Austin, Jane. Isn't that how she spells it? Sure. <laughs> Jane Austen. Sure. Um, sure. Anyway. <laughs> I think you're right. I do think you're right. I, I think I'm right. I do. But I could totally be off the mark.
0: I let myself become completely like in my own head. So when you're like, hey, feed in. I was like, ah. <laughs> you're,
1: you're putting this in my hands and that is dangerous. Austin and Company is located at 1530 South High Street in a welcoming, creative, community focused, women-owned family business. Um, I wonder if that's like they hand it down to all the women. They're like, this is your problem now. <laughs> I, I think that's uh, a lovely idea. And I, I'm going to say that that's what it is. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to say it is. Yeah. Um, they're located in Columbus, Ohio's Marion Village neighborhood, which is a total delight. It's mm-hmm. right by German Village. And I just love that area. Um, and they specialize in tea, coffee, cocktails, beer, books, art, and okay. convivality.
0: Oh, wait, I looked that word up when I was writing it in. Good
1: girl. What does it mean? And because they focus in... Um, books. I am a quality of Austin. being friendly and lively, friendliness, oh, so, conviviality. Okay. I would, be,
0: I remember reading that and being like, oh, I love that they used like that for it. Cause it's so, but yeah, it's the quality of
1: being friendly and lively. Friendly. That is delightful. Um, so just like yeah, it looks tea. like you can, yeah, it looks like you can just go and sip on some tea or a cocktail if you prefer and read a book. And that is just lovely. Um, yeah. and in a They're great nice neighborhood to be- too.
0: Yeah. I I definitely need to get out of the house which I don't um I never and do. check them out. Yeah. Uh, I have got to meet them. We should
1: go on a date. Yes, we should. That'd be so nice. Oh my gosh, wouldn't it? We don't even have to talk. We just read and drink tea. Oh, oh that sounds that'd be nice. delightful. I mean, I love talking to you, but we do it all the time. So. I
0: know. <laughs> we'll just like leave children with husbands and yeah. read a book and have a
1: cocktail. Oh, well, you'll have that a tea, just nice. I'll have a tea. <laughs> I can not have a cocktail. Um, but if you mention this ad during this whole month, you mention this ad, um, you'll receive 25% off of non-alcoholic drinks. So if you want to join us for a tea or a coffee, please do. 25% um, off. That's an amazing deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 25% is a lot.
1: That's a lot. That's that a quarter lot. That's a of the cost. I, I know. For real. Like, that's a great promo. So mention this episode, um, either our names, I heard your promo on Revolution Rosies and get yourself 25% off. Enjoy a tea or a coffee. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. All right. So into the story. Okay, this was a request by Keith Creton, who is a local musician, and I know, Keith, and he has requested this long ago, so long ago, and I was like, I'll keep it in my back pocket because we were before doing themes, themes, and it never. I mean, it fit in a lot, but it just wasn't there. So now is this person's time to shine. And I think you're really going to love it. So you ready? Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. I have to move the screen over a little. Sorry, because I have my, I have it typed up. Okay. So I'm going to do Josephine Baker. (gasps) Oh, so exciting. <laughs> yeah. So while I was studying for her, I was telling Winston all these facts about her. And he's like, wow, she sounds cool. And I was like, I know, right? <laughs> She's very cool.
0: She's very cool. Very." Cool. I like to pretend that Hazel was named after her.
1: I actually, when I was writing this, I, I kept thinking of her and her middle name. I was like, Hazel Josephine."
0: yeah, well, that's um, why I don't know if I sent it to you, but I sent you like the little nut banana.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, what is that? I was like, it's Hazel <laughs> Josephine. I get it. Now. I yeah, I understand. I, it <laughs> took me a while. I was too dumb. I don't know. No, um, one, got it. no one got it. Her nickname in one of the articles was so cool. I had to write it down. Siren of the resistance.
0: <gasps> yeah, that's a really, can we rename the podcast? Sirens <laughs> of the resistance?
1: Because I know. It was so, <laughs> so cool. cool. I know. Well, that's the name of this episode, at least. Um, Yeah, it is. (laughs) So I got all my information from Wikipedia and the National World War II Museum.org. And then a couple scatterings of like Variety magazine had an article on her, but I only got like one tidbit from there, but I I thought I'd mention it. Um, So Josephine was born June 3rd, 1906 in St. Louis, Missouri, as Frida Josephine McDonald, which I love the name Frida as well. Um, so cute. Um, she spent her youth in a mixed neighborhood that was filled with rooming homes, brothels, and apartments without indoor plumbing. So yeah, I mean, you have to think it's 1906 and if you're, poor, say, I don't care.
0: indoor, I was going to say indoor plumbing. Um, I know that my grandparents, actually my parents, my dad didn't have indoor plumbing, um, for a little bit of his life,
1: man. I couldn't imagine. I don't think I can make it I don't, I don't think I can make It's it. crazy to think that like, it's been so
0: recent that like, I believe my father's like the, the house that he was born in didn't have an indoor
1: plumbing. I, I mean, I truly, I don't know. I may, I, don't maybe know. I, I may be spoiled, but I just don't, I just can't, I just can't. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with morning sickness. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, smelling that every day. I couldn't do it. Um, so anyways, uh, she was very, very low income and rarely fed. So mm very tough life. Um, This forced her to become a live-in domestic worker for white families in the wealthy parts of town. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what you have to turn to, I guess. Um, She was viciously abused by many of the families. One woman actually burned her after she accidentally put too much soap in the wash. (gasps) That's not okay. No, isn't that fucked? That's,
0: yeah, that's super not okay.
1: Like, all she did was put too much soap in. Like. Yeah, it's not like. she not like,
0: burner. Yeah, it's not even like she broke the china.
1: I know. Oh, uh, okay. She just extra washed her clothes. Yeah, whoops. Um. Anyways, by the time she was 13, she was homeless and she was living in cardboard boxes and eating from trash cans. So like,
0: even then, even after being abused by these families mm-hmm. that she
1: worked for. Only she Only 13. Money. Yeah. So oh. she had already been burned by people, she'd already worked for people, and now she's living in cardboard boxes and eating out of trash cans. Oh. What? By 13. That's shocking. Um, so she, at also at 13, whew, big year for her, she met and married nope, <laughs> Willie Wells. That was his name. Lily I feel Wells. like everybody back then had like some sort of stage name. Yeah. <laughs> like just everybody. Um, Willie so, Wells. Hi, I'm Willie Wells. Nice to meet you. It's like, no, you're not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they actually ended up getting a divorce less than a year later, which. Well, good. Cause good she's 13. Her. Yeah. I, like, I don't know if you did it say his age. Did it um, it is- did not. It, you know what? Luckily it only mentioned, she was married a lot, but. It only mentioned like the really important ones, <laughs> how okay. old they were, um, but I can imagine he wasn't thirteen.
0: I would imagine. Oh, and she
1: was thirteen and married. Like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, there's yeah. so many things. There's so many things. Anyways, oh, yeah, so things. I know her story is pretty um, intense at the yeah. beginning. Actually, her story is literally intense till the end. Um, so, just brace yourself. Um, <laughs> Hold on tight. You know, I I will say one thing though. Um, I've read a lot, like worse. The happenings to these poor folks that lived in that area so she found her niche 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 niche, and really took a hold of it and like was like no no, no you're not going to take advantage of me i'm going to turn this around so it's all good um so shortly after the divorce she began performing with a street performance group uh called the jones family band um so I don't know if they like were performing in like pubs or if they were just literally on the street.
0: Like street street performers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: like you would see in New Orleans or something. Um so at age 15 <laughs> Josephine got married again. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do? Except I mean, for keep getting married. In like the 19 teens, like what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Sing I mean, the like, gonna get mean, married.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like, I mean, like that would mean maybe it might mean a home. It might mean a roof over your head. It might Absolutely. mean stability.
1: Yeah. Um. So this- You're a she... woman. You
0: can't get a job.
1: No. You have to get married. Yeah. Well, That's you can get a job, option. but as a servant getting burned by people. So- Right. I mean, like there's very little job options. Yeah. 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 You can't have a line of credit. So this time she ended up getting married to a gentleman named Willie, again, Baker, which is okay. where she gets her name. Um, so she left him in 1925. So they were nearly five years of marriage in, I think, like close to five years. Um, when her vaudeville troupe uh was booked in New York City and she began um, New she, York City. I had the big city. Um, so she uh she saw the potential of like, oh, I could actually I could actually do this. Yeah, do something. Like, something. wow, this is really cool. So she left her husband. Um, when she made it to New York city, she began performing at the height of the Harlem Renaissance, which was, we've talked about this before on the show. It's very, very cool. Um, I love learning about it, but she was performing at the plantation club. Um, I put a super well-known, but terribly named jazz club, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like thanks a lot for hiring us but um oof you know yeah you could
0: have done better <laughs> yeah. do better just yeah. do better but
1: they were um all the celebrities went there and that's where people got discovered mm. um so she made waves um as the last dancer um in the chorus line where she was to perform mildly comedically so she would act like she couldn't remember the choreography until the encore and then she would come out and like did it perfectly, but added like so much flair. So like, oh "Oh, my God, this is, this girl could dance the whole time. Um, That's fine. Yeah. So uh, she was billed um, as the highest paid showgirl in vaudeville and was able to travel with her talents. So she, after that, she was like, here, take all this money. Like, we love you. You should do this everywhere. Um, So that is when she ended up traveling to, Paris um and opened in La Revue okay i'm going to mess all of this up you got this uh, la revue negre okay no at, I, that sounds right um which I, translates to the black review um so she was only 19 at this time um she's such a baby such a baby but she's like killing it she's yeah. already in paris just years ago she was being burned by people you know? mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, so after moving to France, she loudly proclaimed how much she hated America. Feel it, girl. Um did you ever watch Oh, it just
0: came out this last year. Um they even had Josephine Baker in it in Paris for like a hot second. Was it a
1: movie or a show?
0: TV show. Was it on Netflix? Yes.
1: Okay, Not Netflix.
0: Wait. No, no, no. Hulu? What was it? I it was Amazon. I think it was Amazon. Uh, it's the famous writer. Famous sci fi writer country. Okay, I'm sorry, keep going. But it has her in Paris. And I think she's like bitching about America, trying to convince one of the characters Shelly to like.
1: Josephine. Lovecraft. I so. Lovecraft. 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 Oh, I, I didn't know. My she husband was... just yelled, Lovecraft. <laughs> we got it all at the same time. um I ended up only watching one episode. So she sh- shows up in it.
0: Yeah, there's like a hot second that she shows up in it.
1: Huh. Well, that makes yeah. sense. That makes sense.
0: Well, wasn't um, it wasn't even, it's crazy because it's not even the same time frame as when the show takes place. Oh,
1: yeah. It's like in the 50s
0: or 50s. Right?
1: Mm-hmm. Weird. Mm-hmm. Well, she was alive. She was still making waves. Trust. But not, not, yeah.
0: You, you'd have to gotta watch it. I got to watch it. Okay. Watch I'll just it. It's watch so watch. good.
1: It's so good. <laughs> um, so while she was in France, she became crazy successful for erotic dancing and appearing unapologetically, partially nude. Um, so bitch, remember, don't, ap- don't yeah, apologize listen this was in the 20s so she was like people were like oh. whoa <laughs> but also it was pretty scandalous it in was. those days too because I mean like this was before like the Hays Code and
0: everything too yeah mm-hmm. yeah so, anyways, yeah. so she
1: was but she was in France so I don't know how it was there but she wasn't one to get dre- like undressed behind the The curtain, you know, and then come out because I know that's what they used to do. And like, go back in the curtain, take something else off, and and then come back, come back out. Yeah, she was just like, you know, yeah. Well, they're
0: um, they're like Hollywood starlets would have like topless pictures taken of them and stuff.
1: I mean, Hollywood it was
0: different then. Hollywood, oh yeah, like it wasn't quite. Have you
1: read Hollywood Babylon?
0: No, (gasps) I listened to a
1: podcast about it. Oh my god. It's so good it's a page turner anyways I've,
0: I've listened to you must remember this which goes over Hollywood Babylon and then is like this is actually the story because Hollywood Babylon oh, they is the they definitely
1: to- yeah they made stuff up for sure oh, yeah, but 100 but it was so good because you do learn about things because you're like I didn't even know about that let me look that up <laughs> you know and you're like oh wait a minute it's different yeah. okay yeah yeah um okay. but anyways, sorry okay Go ahead. no 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 it's fine um, so here at these clubs is where she becomes most well-known for performing the Danse Sauvage, which is mm-hmm. um, where she wears the skirt made of fake, but bedazzled bananas. It's mm-hmm. called the Danse The Danse Um, So she actually, this is just weird. Okay. The, like I'm I know listening. this whole story has been weird. <laughs> this is weird. She
0: had a pet cheetah i because i was gonna say i remember seeing pictures of her in the bananas it was her her actual pet that's awesome
1: and its name was chiquita like a banana (laughs) um and she would bring it on stage with her for performances um and miss chiquita often broke loose And made its way to the orchestra pit. Well, that's terrifying. Isn't
0: that scary? I bet you that brought in a lot of audiences, though. It it really did.
1: Are we going to die? Oh, shit. Are we going to get bit? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was a thrill, I'm sure. Um, Ernest Hemingway, um, who often frequented her shows, said that she is the most sensational woman anyone ever saw. Um, Picasso painted her, and Jean Cook. Cocteau, is that how you say it cock two two anyways everybody knows who he is it's spelled c-o-c-t-e-a-u he's a french poet and playwright yeah. and he's like super popular whatever i'm not well versed in his stuff but anyways um they relayed her flawless performance so eloquently that it cemented her international stardom because picasso and jean were both very well traveled and they were very popular Um, So them saying something that, oh gosh, she must be really good. Yeah, something's happening. Yeah. Um, So by the age of 23, she became the first African, I know I'm a little behind, but um, she became the first African-American celebrity to visit Yugoslavia, where she performed the most swanky venues and donated some of her show's proceeds to the poor children in Serbia. So she pulled a Mackenzie Scott, it seems. She, (laughs) She just... It was like, I mean, all these venues were like super like posh. high end and everything. And she's like, well,
0: I'm also going to give your money to people in your country. That yes. Need
1: it. Yeah. Like, it, like, uh, ha, ha, thanks for all this. Here you go, guys. Um, so during this trip, I forget how I write things. Sometimes. It's okay. I put during this trip, some dingus that she was traveling with, his name is Giuseppe Pepito, uh, Bentino. Abentino um, passed himself off as a flipping count and somehow persuaded her to marry him. Um, he was actually a former stonemason from Sicily, so not a count—not <laughs> quite a count. <laughs> um, the uh, turns out though, she was unable to marry her new manager, uh, Giuseppe. Um, she was fact- still married. Yes, he also somehow got her thinking he was management material. <laughs> <laughs> because she was still married to Willie Baker, um, so they just separated. They never actually divorced. Um, while in Yugoslavia, she starred in three films that only found success in in Europe. Um, but you know, it got people talking for sure. Right. Um, she began taking vocal lessons and began performing in an opera in Paris. Whoa! Um, like she just ta- she was like, you know what? I've done dancing. I've done acting. Why don't we just toss in some singing, huh? And how about an opera? Yeah.
0: That's not just like everyday singing. That is. No,
1: especially is in some... Paris. Yeah. No. Like here, you can be like, oh, and it's like, okay, fine. I don't know anything about opera. Maybe she's great. Um, <laughs> uh, so she. Um, <laughs> I'm just here to look fancy and pretend I right. know something. Look at this pretty dress, though, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so she briefly moved back to the United States to perform in the Ziegfeld Follies, um, very popular thing that was happening um, in those times where oh yeah, where there were less than stellar reviews about her performance in a group setting. <gasps> so um, Time magazine said some pretty nasty things, calling her names and stating that her singing was too thin and could be topped anywhere outside of Paris. Bitches. Yeah. Um, shade. she was eventually replaced by a very well-known name that you you know um i'm sure a lot of people do gypsy rose lee so right she was replaced by her um this set her off and she permanently moved to paris and became a french citizen while renouncing her american citizenship in 1937 not surprised yeah she's like, like, what? fuck you.
0: (laughs) I don't even need you. I'm so much better off in Paris. Like why, why do I even need to be back in the United States where you guys treat me like shit?
1: Yeah. For real. Like every time she gets back, they like burn her more. No no pun intended. I know
0: Um, (laughs) it was, it was the perfect phrasing though.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's true. Um, so the same year, I put the same year, baby girl got married again to Jean Leon which is a great name by the way Mm -hmm. um two years later in 19 did she only
0: go back to america to like finalize her divorce
1: you know what it didn't say anything but i mean it makes sense yeah like i think they sought her out for the follies because of how great she was doing over in paris but then she was like you know what well, I'm here. (laughs) Let's get this divorce done. Right. Um, So two years later, um, this is 1939. For those who lost track, Baker was recruited. This is where I was like, damn girl. I mean, I knew this information, but like, you've really got to do it all, don't you? Baker was recruited to the French intelligence agency as an honorable correspondent after the French declared war on Germany. So, um, she was like, okay, well, fine. It surprises me how, (laughs) yeah, it surprises
0: me how often like a lot of actresses and stuff were pegged for those roles during,
1: because they could, was talking about it too. I think she was like, they were like, well, you're famous in Germany. People love you. What if you spied on them?
0: Right. I mean, but that's the thing is like, you could cross the lines and people would, you know, like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the, and you'd the, the, be inter- and you'd be invited into important people's homes.
1: Yes. Well, I'll get to that too. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. No, it's perfectly fine. Um, I I just mentioned it briefly, but yeah, yeah, they know what they're doing. Um, so when Germany invaded France, Josephine left her home in Paris and moved to the south of France, where she opened her home up to those um excited to help with the French effort, um and supplied them with visas if needed. So all of these like French soldiers and like revolutionaries were coming into her home and she was like yeah live here here's a visa if you need it like let's fucking kick some ass <laughs> that's awesome yeah um so she had a free pass like you were saying to travel around freely in europe as a performer so she seemu- seamlessly carried information from england um about airfields harbors and german groupings in western france so because france was friends with your uh i'm sorry england they were exchanging information together through her. Um, she got special messages and invisible ink on her sheet music. I love that. Uh, I just love that. Like they were like, well, nobody else suspects your sheet music to have secret messages, but right? that's how they relayed secret messages. on. I mean, sheet it's pretty awesome. It's also like, I don't know if you look
0: at it and you don't know how to read music, are you going to be able to be like,
1: Oh, well that's not, Well, the messages were in invisible ink, so she could use like a special, you know, technique. I forget what they did back then, but that is some spy shit. Lemon juice. Isn't lemon juice what you write in?
0: I don't know. I was, I I just knew it was something I did as a kid so you could write in an invisible ink. I can't,
1: I can't remember how you read it though. I thought it was what you... Anyways, I could be wrong, but, um, so she would visit the Allied troops and pen secret notes from them, uh, to France in her underwear. So they wouldn't be found because they wouldn't strip search a celebrity. No, why would they? So she took these messages and pinned them in there. That's Um, awesome. So during her time, however, she suffered a miscarriage, um, and she required a hysterectomy because of a severe (gasps) infection. Oh, that's awful. Oh, could you imagine a hysterectomy back then?
0: It would be terrible. It would be oh.
1: absolutely, because
0: like they barely knew what the inside of a woman's body looked like at that point. God, I know. Um, um really quickly, yeah. did you see that they're trying to, um, pass, um, I just saw it on my newsfeed. I think that they're trying to pass something, uh, where like employers have to give time off for miscarriages because of the I did see that. In your body.
1: Yeah, I did see that.
0: Which is like, why, why does this take so long? Why yeah. does this, this yeah. is just logical. Like a miscarriage is not like, Oh no, I sneezed and I started my hearing. And yeah, it's like, it's an entire, an entire thing.
1: Yeah. Like it's a human organism growing inside of you and then not. Yeah. I mean like, and you want to pretend that you're all like pro-life
0: Well, what happens when you lose that life. Right. Like that you should, it's, it's not because the women's they don't
1: life they care about exactly they don't care about the women at
0: all they don't care about the women at all anyways sorry
1: it's cool totally fine it was relevant to the situation Mm -hmm. um so she um eventually recovered and she received the croix de guerre and the rosette de la resistance rosette de la la resistance i can't say it pretty but there it is um the rose of the resistance (laughs) Sorry. Yes. by 1949, um, after fighting a fucking war, I said she became more broad about her performances and subject matter. Um, so she. What got, year was this? Um, 1949. So war okay, so over, y- onto the 50s almost. And she's like in her late 30s? So she, yeah, she was, well. Almost 40? Yes. She, she was, was, born no, in she was 06. 40. Oh, she was 40. So 43. For, 43. And she became
0: more odd. And she's
1: like, you know what? Now's my time. So she got into like dramatic things and roles and whatever. Um, But I just wanted to also mention here, right here. There was no other space to put this, but right here. Um, She was an openly bisexual Black woman with a white Jewish husband inspired on the Nazis. Like, if that isn't badass, like, I am pretty pretty badass I mean like very badass geez um so we're gonna take a brief break right now for some more ads if that's okay yeah okay so the next one um is near and dear to my heart like literally I'm wearing a shirt which Which you look
0: fantastic in
1: thank you so much I just love their shirts I love their store anyways I'll tell you a bit about it but um I spoke with the owner to get this information. And she was like, I'm not very good at promoting myself. So I was like, well, I will do it. So that's our job. I'll read what she sent and then I will just make her sound great. Um, So Witch Lab um, is an occult boutique that offers occult supplies, oddities, and antiques, as well as uh, classes in such areas as astrology, psychic development, magic, tarot, and more. Um, it is the coolest shop you will ever see. It's so dark and like mysterious and you go in there and there's like skulls and wands and crystals everywhere. It's just it's beautiful. Um, they, They make their own tea blends and candles and soaps and it's just it's just good. Um, so their physical store is located at 1185 West Broad Street in Columbus, Ohio, um, and you can shop online also at witchlab.com. If you want, um, you, well, I think you should follow them on Facebook because every Wednesday they um, have live events with authors, teachers, and more, and it's 8 p.m. every single Wednesday on the Witch Lab Facebook, um, and then they also have an Instagram at WitchLab. So that's witch lab, W I T C H L A B. Um, but yeah, so the owner, Tiffany Boggins is her name and she is just like fuchsia haired delight. And she is so helpful. Everybody in that store is so helpful. If you go in there and you're like, I get really bad headaches or my cramps are really bad. What do I do? Um, they got something there for you for sure. Um, when we moved in here, I got this wonderful little kit, um, that they sell there. It's called new space. So you get sage, you get a candle, you get like a shell to put your, um, sage in, you get like all like a new crystal, like just so much. It's so good. And it's so inexpensive and it's just a really fun experience. It's like a museum.
0: Yeah. That sounds amazing. amazing.
1: It's so cool. Have you ever been?
0: No, I haven't. Oh my gosh. I've never, I haven't been anywhere in the last like three years.
1: Oh, man, I'm telling you. So we started going very, very recently. I think like right after quarantine stopped because I was like, something's off in the air and I don't like it. Um, so I was like, I need something. Cause I'm more into like where you're into like the sciencey stuff. I'm into like the witchy, like spiritual stuff. And we went in there and I was like, Well, I never want to leave this place. <laughs> this place is amazing. And I bought out so much stuff. Um, and especially now with the baby coming, I'm like, I need all of this. <laughs> so, um, but highly recommended. Um, their physical location, like I said, is like a museum.
0: I will have to stop by and get that house package yes. for Cherie, just moved into a new home, and she oh. would love
1: that. Yes. yes. You should totally, you should totally. It's, amazing i love it and it lasts a long time and it's just really great um so anyways uh back to our story <laughs> um speaking of cool ass witches um <laughs> I, she had to have been <laughs> Josephine Baker just had had to, like for real how did she get by as this bisexual black woman who's like super famous a fucking spy like what Anyways, OK, <laughs> so by 1951, she was finally invited back to the United States for a nightclub engagement in Miami. Um, regardless of her fame, when Baker and her husband arrived again, remember, Jewish man, um, they were refused at 36 hotels because of racial discrimination.
0: Miami, not surprised.
1: Yeah. So th- it's a mixed couple.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: both of which people are not too fond of you know mm-hmm. america seems to be cool with jews but not really let's face it Well
0: and also when was this because i'm like 51 what year was it
1: that uh was There marriage even legal in the u.s at that point oh my gosh no it was not not until 67
0: yeah i didn't realize it was that 67. 67, everyone, when you don't, you know, like when people are like,
1: well, racism was up. Yeah. 67. Interracial marriage, 1967. That is insane. Mm-hmm. So, I was going to say, I
0: thought that their marriage wouldn't even be, a le-
1: they, so of course they it was, weren't. I thought it was in the 50s at least, gosh. No, 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 I guess no, segregation was very, still happening, so. I was going to say, they sense. were fairly desegregating at yeah. that point. You
0: think they yeah. hmm.
1: You're right, you're right. Yeah silly me for thinking that we're better than that, but we mm-hmm. are not. Um, so anyways, when she finally got a hotel, um, she ended up selling out every single night at the nightclub run and followed it with a national tour of the U S where she finally got recognition.
0: Uh, and she just ended every tour, like, or, or ended and every was like, show like this
1: <laughs> I'm flipping them off. <laughs> Um, so she finally got recognition in the U.S. with the new NAACP title of Woman of the Year and a parade of up to 100,000 folks in Harlem. So thank God for the NAACP, um, because otherwise she probably still would have been, you know, nothing. trained like crap in the U.S.? Yeah. Um, so during the national tour, she made a point to speak at Fisk University, which was a black college in Nashville. Um, she spoke specifically on the equality of all races in France and North Africa. So she was like, hey, if they can do it, like, mm-hmm. what is our problem, basically? Yeah. Um, she refused to perform at segregated audiences, um, which of course resulted in threatening phone calls from folks claiming to be the KKK, uh, where she then said very publicly that she was not afraid of them. Yeah. Like, Fuck them. Fuck you. I'm not playing to a segregated audience. I'm not doing it. I ain't scared of no sheets. Yeah, Play Michael Jackson. I ain't afraid of no sheets. (laughs) Um, So uh, in 1951, again, um, same year, she publicly battled the Stork Club in downtown Manhattan for discouraging black patrons to show up, so that they pretended it wasn't a segregated show, but they were like, "You should probably not come.
0: Don't come, please."
1: Like. We're going to invite you as like a
0: formality. Right. But we really don't want you here.
1: Right. We heard you were popular. But however, um, while she was battling them at the Stork Club, because Josephine was already there at the Stork Club seeing this happen when Black folks were trying to get in and they were like, mm, I don't think you want to be in here. So There's she's up there. Room. Oh, that white guy back there. We have, yeah. for we'll have there room for you. She's up there battling with the manager or the owner or whatever of the sort club. And Grace Kelly was at the club at the time and rushed to aid her and like support her and be like, hey, I'm with her. Like, this is bullshit, <laughs> basically. Um, I'm sure she said it more eloquently though. Because
0: she's, <laughs> she's Grace Kelly.
1: Right. Um, so she took Josephine's arm and rushed her out of the party to protect her. Um, this created a long-lasting friendship between the two women. Mm, that's I awesome. Is, I just think it's great. It's for real, like until like her death. Um, mm. she looked to her old friend Walter Winchell, who was a columnist, um, and an old pal, like I said, to help her drum up support of this incident. But instead, this asshole claimed she was a communist and got her blacklisted.
0: Uh, of course, because that was the easiest way to handle anyone then. Yep.
1: You just well, handled kid. I did her story too. And she. Hazel. Um,
0: I can only think of uh, Hazel. Scott. Thank
1: you. Hazel Scott. I only know because was... she briefly dated her. <laughs>
0: <laughs> love it. But like, but yeah, if you were a um black person who had too much influence and you were a little too strong or, with your or influence. A Jewish person
1: I just heard a Joseph Gordon Levitt um Levitt Levitt whatever you listen to, Mark Barron. Yeah. listen to Mark Barron and he was um, talking about how his grandpa was blacklisted blacklisted too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. anyways um so she wasn't allowed back in the U.S. for nearly a decade um but in 1966 and she was like Pfft. Okay. Like I don't care. Um, but hilariously, I think this is very funny. I don't know if anybody else will, but I do. In 1966, Fidel Castro invited her to perform a musical in Havana for the seventh anniversary of the Cuban revolution. And she did a musical and did a full run of them. And I think that's funny because the U S hated Cuba so much. And she was like, sure, I'll fucking go. (laughs) Sounds great. I love her. I love her so much. Um, so she uh feeling like she was becoming forgotten as the times changed, you know, it's the sixties, like are people still into like vaudeville and whatnot? Um, she fell on hard financial times. Um, but her family in the States um and her kids, I'll get into that in a second, encouraged her to continue um going on with her career. And even Prince, Princess Grace Kelly offered financial help, and um, provided her a villa to live in. Mm. I just love their friendship. I think it is very sweet. It is. It's so pure and delightful. Um, But anyways, she never really did anything bad. Like they never did it. It was just a great friendship. And that's nice. Um, Mm. (laughs) Unless I missed something somewhere in all my reading. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But anyways, um, she, this is where it gets another cool thing. She was finally allowed back in the U.S. And she spoke at the March on Washington in 1963, side by side with Martin Luther King Jr. She was, like you, the only female speaker at the event. <laughs> she was the only one invited? She was the only female speaker at the event. I don't know oh. that she was the only one invited, but she was but the she only was the one, only who one did to it. be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, At the event, she said, I have walked into palaces of kings and queens and into houses of presidents and much more, but I could not walk into a hotel in America to get a cup of coffee. And it's true and disgusting. It is. Yeah. Um, After Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination, Coretta Scott King, his wife, um, in case nobody knows, (laughs) approached Josephine and asked that she take his place as the leader of the civil rights movement. (sighs) really yes she declined however saying my children are too young to lose their mother mm. didn't that give mm. you goosebumps a little bit yeah like oh, oh. man yeah it was intense i was like what um i mean to be fair she was already in the military she mm-hmm. knew how to handle herself she was a celebrity uh-huh. people would listen to her Mm-hmm. it was a great call, but yeah, right. she had kids that were too young. Um, by and 19- it's so hard to say that to like his wife who yeah. just, lost just lost her husband with a young child too. Yeah. I think, at home. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But she, um, that's why she would know, you know, okay. Right. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm a mom. I get it. I get okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. So who better to say it to I guess. Um, but, um, by 1973, um, she was finally performing to a standing ovation at Carnegie Hall. Carnegie. Carnegie. <laughs> um, so she was getting places, you know, she was finally like, okay, people do still like this, you know? Yeah. Um, and then in 1974, she performed at the, mm, gonna mess this up. Monegasque, I'm gonna say. M-O-N-E-G-A-S-Q-U-E, Monagasque. That's right. Yeah. Red Cross Gala. But because of her progressing age and severe exhaustion, she had issues remembering her lines and her lyrics, which is very, mm. very sad to me. Yeah.
0: yeah, she was like in her six or almost
1: 70s into her 60s. She, she
0: was sixty she was sixty almost in her seventies. She was yeah. almost in her seventies. Sorry. Yeah. I keep I don't know why I keep being like I should just it should I know. be a lot well, easier it's because hard when, she was when it's 06. like nineteen
1: oh six like it's such a weird i wish it was 1900 so i could just remember um (laughs) um, but anyways um it was very sad to read that i was like oh that's um but during her life she adopted many children and she called Mm. them uh she called her family the rainbow tribe (gasps) all of her children were of different ethnicities and religions but they were still family she had 12 children, two girls and 10 boys total. All adopted. What an angel. I know. I know. Um, Cause she was like, I got so much shit for being a black woman. I'm going to adopt all of these kids who I <laughs> hope grow up knowing that they're loved without those fuckers, you know? Yeah. Um, in her personal life, she dated men and women openly. Some famous women who she dated may uh, or may have dated included blues singer Clara Smith and famed artist Frida Kahlo which would have been a badass couple
0: oh yeah no no no! I'm sure that that happened and it was amazing
1: yeah yeah (laughs) um so on April 8th 1975 Josephine performed a show in Paris to celebrate her 50 years in show business in attendance was Mick Jagger, Sophia Loren, Diana Ross, and Liza Minnelli just to name a few
0: that sounds about right for that time.
1: Yeah. The Prince of Monica was also there. Um, so That's Grace cool. Kelly's husband. Um, four days later, it was funded, by the way, by Prince, like Princess Grace Kelly and, and her Aww. husband, they funded the show. Um, four days later, on April 12th, 1975, Josephine died, what I hope, happily um, with newspaper reviews scattered around her room, all with glowing reviews of her latest show. She had a cerebral hemorrhage at the age of 68. So sad. You know. It just happens. I know. But she was, I mean, she had all these positive glowing reviews. So hopefully she was like, oh, you know what? Now's my time. Things Um, are good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She was buried in Monaco. And I said, I can only assume because of her close friendship with Grace Kelly. Um, And it was also paid for by Grace Kelly. Um, What a good friend. I know. For real. She was there for like for the entirety day. Oh, even at yeah. the end. Yeah. yeah. I know it's so nice. Um, her son, Jean-Claude Baker, wrote a book about her life, and I'm dying to read it. I'm dying to read it. Because like he read her journals and stuff and was like, I'll I'll get all of this. But um, yeah, so that is my story about Josephine. The Siren of the Resistance Baker <laughs> that's amazing.
0: What yeah. a good story. Like I knew she was super amazing in so many ways, but I didn't like I knew a little bit about the wartime effort right. and like
1: but yeah, yeah
0: there, there's i mean, I love it when you think you know somebody and you go into it and you're like, there's so much more there there's oh, yeah. so much more there
1: absolutely yeah i um was really excited about it, and i like I could have wrote a ton more. I could have written so much more, but I was like. I gotta end this. <laughs> like it's not. It's <laughs> gonna stop
0: sometime. It,
1: it's. yeah. I mean, I can't keep going. Um, But yeah, she was amazing. She was so cool. So that very is very cool. It. Very cool. Thanks.
0: Yeah, that's a great story. To so go great out talent. and
1: adopt twelve children. Twelve children and fucking kick Nazi ass is all I gotta say. You know.
0: I mean that's. I mean it's it's just as important today as it was then. Absolutely. I'm started
1: Yeah, A certain also being Baker War time effort
0: here. Oh my gosh, I think we should. I mean, like seriously, everything she fought for and everything that she did, it, we're still dealing with it, and it's, it's like in sad? the forefront now. And it's like,
1: uh, it's so sad. It's so sad.
0: But <sighs> we've come so far. I mean, like she would be like, "Look, you have gay marriage now. Yeah, <laughs> people could be, you know, openly gay now. So we've got right.
1: that right." Uh, good, we so so
0: so far to go so far to go
1: Yep. Bye. so anyways um that was that um if you want don't forget about our um our ad space offerings at witch lab Please. here in columbus and online at witchlab.com as well as austin and company where you can enjoy some teas and books
0: i mean like you can go to witch lab get some nice uh witchy candles and scents and even you know uh, teas and stuff, yeah, and then cool. go over to Austin and company and have a cocktail and read a book or Absolutely. read your new, Ooh, go to Austin and company
1: and, uh, read your new read your witchy ter- book. I was going to say, read your tarot cards. You can do that. They have books there uh, at at Witch Lab. It's Listen, that's a whole date night. And then while you're at Austin & Company, mention this episode and get 25% off of non-alcoholic beverages. Boom, bang. There you go. (laughs)
0: Uh, Don't forget to rate, review us, um, you know, leave us a message. uh, Subscribe. subscribe, please, please, please. Uh, if you rate, if you review us, if you subscribe, it helps other people see us. Um, and we want other people to see us.
1: We do. <laughs> uh, we, we do we really do actually, <laughs> uh, oddly enough.
0: Um, and you know, if you can think of anyone that you would like to hear us talk about, definitely hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, um, revolutionrosies at gmail.com. Um, uh, we're on TikTok. Vivian's been making amazing videos. I'd like to start making videos, but I'm, I am a little older than her. So it's taking me a little bit (laughs) longer to do the TikTok.
1: Hardly. (laughs) Mandy Um, Patinkin is on TikTok.
0: If you like our logo, that was uh, done by Amanda. Um, Our intro and outro, it was written and performed by Vivian Vega and her band, Electro Cult Circus. Find Electro Cult
1: Circus on Spotify, uh, uh, Amazon, iTunes, and Pandora all of the places you listen
0: to music yes um until next time uh we really love you and want you to continue to smear
1: lipstick and raise some hell thanks so much guys bye